0: Today I'm talking about signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. I may have talked about it in the past, but we're going to do it again. Signs and wonders. And I, as I preface this, the teachings today are from the Bible through studying of the word and prayer. That is why the Lord placed within the church teachers to clarify and to bring understanding. That's what we're here and I and I feel that's my gifting. Um, I can't say I'm the best teacher in the world, but I feel that the Lord has anointed me to, to bring exclamation, exclamation explanation, to the, the word of God so that we can understand and break it down as much as I can. Praise the Lord. Signs and wonders. Oh, with, first it's talked about signs and wonders in Acts, the 16th chapter. No, it is Mark, the 16th chapter. I wrote down in my, <laughs> the wrongs book, but I know where I am. It's Mark 16, 15 through 20. I don't know why I wrote Acts in here. Mark 15, 16, 15 through 20. Hallelujah. Starting at verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow the, those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drank anything deadly, it will not, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, which was authority. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs, through the signs that the Lord Jesus just spoke. And we're going to touch on some of those today. Praise the Lord. Then we go to Acts, the second chapter, verse 43. It says here, Acts two forty-three. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders, here that brings out wonders, and signs were done through the apostles. So in Mark, they talk about signs, but here in Acts, he's talking about wonders as well. And let's turn to Acts 4 now. Chapter, Acts 4, verses 29 through 35. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Here the the apostles are praying and the disciples are praying that the the Lord would anoint them so that signs and wonders because that was the command he gave them. And Mark, he said, go into all the world and preach and these signs shall follow. And here they are praying again because they were threatened. They had put Peter in, in jail. They were threatened. And they were asking God to do mighty great things for them. More wonders, more signs. Hallelujah. Then Acts 5, 12 through 16. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Notice they say they were all healed. The power of the Holy Ghost was upon these disciples, were on these apostles. And what Jesus had commanded them to do, they were doing their best to their best ability to carry it out. And God was honored through it, and God blessed them with these signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And then we go to Acts, the 15th chapter, 12th verse. Acts fifteen twelve. it says here, Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Here we see Paul and Barnabas were in Jerusalem in front of the church declaring the miracles and wonders that the Lord did for the Gentiles through them. Not only did He do it for the Jew, but He did it for the Gentiles as well. And then we turn to Hebrews, the second chapter, fourth, fourth verse. Hebrews 2, 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. I want you to mark that. According to His own will. God controls His signs and His wonders. So don't get upset when you don't have a sign and a wonder. It says He did it according to His will. We're just to do. We're just to keep on doing, keep on doing. And God decides His will on each individual we minister to. The manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians 12, are included as signs and wonders. Did you know that? Did you know that tongues and prophesying are signs? 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty two says... Therefore tongues are a sign not to those that believe but to unbelievers. And prophecy, prophesying is not for unbelievers but for those that believe. So Mark 16:20 says that the Lord Jesus was working with them even though he was in heaven. He was still working with them. And he works with us every day as we yield ourselves to him. He will work through us just like He worked through the disciples in the early church. He was confirming the word that they preached about Him by signs. The miracles that accompanied the disciples preaching confirmed to the people that the messengers were telling the truth, that God was backing up their message with supernatural phenomena, and that a new dispensation, the age of grace, had entered the world. Remember, they were first preaching to the Jews this salvation through through Jesus Christ. Now, the Jews did not know God as a God of grace and mercy. They only knew Him through the law and rules that contained much of their tradition. Here comes this group of believers that are preaching the love of God, which was shown through His Son, Jesus the Christ. It was a new thought, and it could only be related to believers in Jehovah God by signs and wonders. They would not listen without a sign or a wonder. And demonstrations of the Holy Spirit had to be done for them to listen. And also it took signs and wonders to convince the Gentiles that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and the only way to heaven. So God was moving in mighty ways for the early church to convince people that... Jesus is Lord, that Jesus was the Son of God, and that Jehovah is God, and He's real. And He works through His people that yield themselves to Him. And that's how it is today. And I believe today is ripe for signs and wonders. We're going to get into that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. 1 Corinthians 2.4 says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That is so important that our wisdom is not ours. It's all in the power of God. It's not persuasive words, but with demonstration of the Holy Spirit that will draw men and women to Jesus. In this world today, mankind is full of their wisdom of words, And dialogue, have you ever heard so much talking? So much intellect, so much new things happening, day after day, new things are happening, but no supernatural power. No supernatural power. We are overwhelmed with man's intellect and ideas, and most people are sick of hearing the new age of inventions and calculated evil. It is all ideas of evil control and making money. The church is caught up with this same philosophy, which is a shame. All words and ideas and programs of learning, but no power. 2 Timothy 3.7 tells us that in the last days, men will be always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's 2 Timothy 3.7. Men always learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, which is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. We need to come back to the simplicity of the early church and demonstrations proving that Almighty God is real. It is time that we prove that there is a God, and He is real, and He is mighty, and He is powerful, and He loves them. There are two things that will bring people to Jesus. Number one, the preaching of the cross, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Number two, signs and wonders. Both working together brings forth powerful results. You saw it in the scriptures I just read. We can't be a glorious church, according to Ephesians 5, without signs and wonders in our midst. Now the word glorious comes from the root word glory, which means in the Old Testament sh- Shabbat or Chabad, renown and visible splendor is what it means. Renown and visible splendor. In the New Testament, it's doxa. It means majestic perfection. Majestic perfection in the New Renown and visible splendor in the old is what glory means. When the glory of the Lord is present, there is not only perfection of God's people, but visible splendor of the Lord God working in their midst. When I read Ephesians 5, when I read Ephesians 5 before, preparing for this message, I thought being a glorious church was all about being holy. And I preached and I spoke about it, being a glorious church, being holy. Which is so. But there is more to it. A glorious church will be a demonstrative church with signs and wonders following. He's coming back for a glorious church, people. Not just a holy people, but a glorious church with signs and wonders, doing something for the Lord, changing people's lives, making a difference in somebody, seeing them change completely. Seeing God taking the old and turning it into the new. Seeing God doing wonders in their physical bodies and wonders on the earth. That's what God wants out of his church. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders come upon spoken words of power that orchestrates the workings of the Holy Spirit. How strong are your words? Do you mean what you say? Is there power in the words that you use to minister to people? Acts 3, Peter and John speaking to the cripple at the temple gate called Beautiful. Their words brought healing and restoration to that man. Peter in Acts 9, 36 through 42, spoke to the dead lady Dorcas and raised her from the dead by just speaking to her. Paul in Acts 16, 16 through 19, spoke to the girl full of divination and casted out the demon. Thus, all these actions, what I just said, fulfilled the scripture And Mark 16 of signs following, which brought people to the Lord. In all these instances, it brought people to Jesus. And that's what the signs and wonders are for, not for us to, for people to praise us. All there to praise God, but mainly to bring people to Jesus. The greatest miracle is speaking to people about Jesus and how he loved them and went to the cross so they could have their sins forgiven and by leading them to Christ. This is the greatest sign and wonder we can do. A person coming out of darkness into the marvelous light of salvation is a wonder. Did you know that? It's a wonder. It is a miracle that no one can explain with words, but you know there has been a change. Truly you become a new person. Sin no longer has dominion over you. You don't feel alone anymore because the Holy Spirit is in you and leads you daily as you yield to Him. As we yield to the Spirit, signs will follow us. Do you know that? It takes a yielding to the Holy Spirit. It takes... Time for us to spend with the Holy Ghost and allow Him to direct us. Signs of love and kindness will be activated in our daily walk. You can't help but act like Jesus when you spend time with the Holy Ghost. You're going to act like Jesus. And as opportunities arise, healings and even miracles will follow you. It happened in the early church. And it will happen to this generation that will follow Jesus wholeheartedly and allow the Spirit to live in them. But it will take contact with people. And all these worldly inventions, I was talking with Sister Sharon last night, she was talking about all the new gadgets and all the things that Facebook wants to do and all these internet stuff, they are drawing us away from each other. It's all to keep us from gathering together. Oh, you may be talking on the phone or on the internet, but you're not together. God made us to be together. He wants us to touch one another. He wants us to communicate with one another, love one another, find out about one another, more than just talking like on the phone or the internet or whatever. Go take contact with people. Prayer is what puts us in contact with people. Prayer brings forth signs and wonders. Talking to Jesus and worshiping Him allows the Holy Spirit to organize our days and bring us into contact with people who need Jesus. Or put us in the pathway of those believers who need encouragement. We need each other just to stay encouraged in the Lord. As we pray for our church, our church services, we should be speaking forth with our mouths salvations, Healings, restorations, and transformations. We must declare daily growth for our church with manifestations of the Holy Spirit in every service by calling forth signs and wonders. Through prayer, the church will be revived and awakened, and it will usher in harvesting of souls coming to Jesus. This last day harvest will be orchestrated by our Lord through the administration of the Holy Spirit with wonders that will attract the lost to Christ like never before. People of God will recognize that each phenomenon is directly from God. We are there to bring in the harvest by directing people to Jesus for salvation. We are harvest gatherers. That's what we are, harvest gatherers. In the field of the Lord, harvest gatherers. He's going to do the signs and the wonders according to His will, what we just read. But what do we do? We are the gatherer and the harvest. We can't save, but we can be gleaners in God's garden and vineyard. Do you see yourself as a gleaner? That's what Ruth was. That's why Ruth's all in there. She gleaned. She's a type of the church. She gleaned where she was told to go. She gleaned where God opened the opportunity. She brought in the harvest. She brought in the harvest. Hallelujah. I don't know exactly what the Lord is going to do, to do on the earth. But He's going to manifest His power. And those of you who know the Holy Ghost, you feel that in your spirit. He's going to manifest His power. Haggai. Back in the Old Testament, a prophet there, a minor prophet. It's chapter 2, 6 through 9. Haggai chapter 2, 6 through 9. Here he is prophesying. For thus says the Lord of hosts, What's more, it is a little while. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the farmer, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. And who, where is the temple today? There's no temple in Israel now. So who are the temple? We're the temple. We are the temple. He's going to manifest His glory in us in this last day. Hallelujah. We're going to, as he shakes this world, as he shakes this earth, if he even shakes the heavens, the scripture says, we shall manifest the glory of God. Because the silver and gold, in other words, don't worry about your finances, people. God will take care of that. The silver and the gold is there. Why did he put that there? There's a reason why he put it there. Because when things, when God starts shaking things, shaking this earth, shaking the world, things may not... Go like normal, as far as your finances. We don't know, but God will take care of us because the silver and the gold is His. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This scripture is confirmed in Hebrews. Let's turn to Hebrews, 12th chapter, 25 through 27. And I may read 20, through 29 as well. See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they do not escape, if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth? That's talking about Mount Sinai. Much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, "Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven." Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. He's a consuming fire. And so if we see fire happening on the earth, don't be alarmed because he is a consuming fire. He's doing some shaking. He's showing some wonders. He's showing some signs that we may know that God is working in his harvest time. Hallelujah. Hebrews said God will shake the earth. I believe the church is being shook now, don't you? The church is. Said judgment first comes to the house of God. But this is only the beginnings of what the Lord will do to bring this country and the rest of the world to their knees. So don't be surprised when things begin to happen. Man is so far away from God that it will only be awakened by signs and wonders. I'm telling you this to be prepared. That's why I'm t- preaching this, for to be prepared. Don't be alarmed. God will take care of you. Hallelujah. During Noah's day, Noah's ark was a sign to the people of that day that God was going to send rain. Now it never had rained before. They weren't near the ocean; they were in landbound. They probably knew what a small boat was to go across the rivers or whatever, or rafts or whatever they used in that day. But they never had rain, and all of a sudden, this man is building an ark which is big as a cruise line. This huge. Ship, called an ark. It was a sign. Noah said it was going to rain. It was a sign. The angels coming to Lot to warn him of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was a wonder warning. Here the angels came and appeared to him and talked with him. It was a wonder. Jesus used the sins of the days of Noah and the sins of the last days of Lot as a sign of the last days. Now we understand more of what Jesus was saying than any other generation. We can understand it. Today the sins of this world is likened unto their day, such as rampant homosexuality and rampant violence. The children of Israel had to sanctify themselves or separate themselves from the flesh before the opening of the Jordan River for crossing so they can reap the harvest of the promised land. It is time for the church to sanctify herself unto God more than ever. God always prepares His people so we can stand through whatever the difficulties because remember, we are harvest gatherers. We must be strong and ready. What an exciting time to live for the church of Jesus Christ. Surely we are living in the signs of the last days and the Lord is doing wonders in the earth and in the heavens. As we pray, the warning angels are conquering the demonic powers, the warring angels, excuse me. As we pray, the warring angels are conquering the demonic powers of the air in the heavens. God will usher in His last day harvest, and we must be a part of it. Stay faithful to Him, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit will use you in this last day harvest that would be more powerful than the early church. If you are a Spirit-filled Christian, you are enjoying the blessings of the Lord, but you can imagine the fun you will be having when signs and wonders will be happening before your eyes. And you have any a part in it, that's going to be a glorious time. It will be glorious. <laughs> that is what our Lord desires for His church, for us to be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. It will truly be the kingdom of God activated upon the earth. Oh, the kingdom of God is here. But it's not being activated the way God's going to do for his harvest time. And we need to be ready to be activated. You don't, we don't even know how he's going to activate us. We don't know what it, I think we have just had a touch of the supernatural power. We don't know how he's going to act. But I want to be activated, don't you? I want to know. I want to be working in that power. Jesus is Lord. And he promised us signs and wonders. (laughs) And I say, Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. You said your word would be life to our spirit and medicine to our flesh. Your word will bring forth understanding as we study to show ourselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. And Lord God, that's my purpose, and I believe your purpose for us to have this message before we pray, that understanding will come to your people about what you want to do in this last day. Let us not be caught up with this world and all of its inventions and all of its lust for more and more and more and more knowledge, but denying the power thereof. Let us not be caught up as a church, but let us, O God, follow your ways, follow what the Scriptures say, that we, O God, may be that light shining in darkness, that we may be full of the power of the Holy Ghost, that the things of this life will not be foremost, even though we can turn around what man has meant for evil and turn it around for good and maybe use it for the kingdom of God. But it's not the things, inventions, that's important. It's you, O oh God, that are important. You are the important one, Lord Jesus. You are the one that's going to change the world. We need, O oh God, to follow after you. Bless your church like never before, Lord God, around this world. And Lord, bring us to our knees. Bring your church to their knees, that we, O oh God, may be activated in the time of your activation. (laughs) And we, O God, will bring forth signs and wonders through the power of the Holy Ghost in dwelling within us. We thank you, O God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We are so thankful for your blessings, for they make us rich, and you add no sorrow to it. We are rich with the blessings of God. Daily you load load us with benefits. And we thank you, O oh God, for these benefits. We thank you for your blessings. Most of all, we thank you for this great salvation. And I pray, Lord God, if those that may be watching, maybe around this world, I don't know who's watching, but you do as I was praying this morning, Lord, that this word will touch them, this word will waken them, that they may realize they need to call on Jesus now. They don't need to be caught up in the judgments of God, but they need to be caught up in the blessings of God. And I thank you, O God, that they are out there, that they will call upon you, and I give you praise, and I give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.